0: Episode of Nichols the Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, we had Brett Biro from the band exhibition on to kind of talk about his hardcore journey, his current band, and a bunch of other stuff, actually. We start off the episode with a spoiler-ish review of House of the Dragon. So if you haven't seen the first episode of that, don't listen to the first part of this uh podcast. We talked to Brett about the fact that uh exhibition has a new record coming out on a certain label, which will be mentioned in the episode. But you probably know this this uh, news already if you are in any way connected to hardcore in general. So me and Chris had a great time talking to Brett. And if you stay on till the end of the episode, there is an interesting story about Brett's uncle who is... I guess pretty famous or infamous. So stay till the end after the uh, episode song, and you'll hear a you'll hear a pretty funny story that we recorded with Brett a while ago. But we finally have a way to put it out. See you on the next one. Welcome to the latest Nickel City Soundtrack podcast. I am Mark. I'm Chris. And we are here with... uh, Who, who are we here with? Who's here with us? My name is Brett. And uh, I, Go on, Brett. Say who you are.
1: I, uh, I'm a hardcore kid. I book shows in Buffalo, and I sing for a band called Exhibition.
0: Brett was on our podcast way back in episode 15, and he was on... He was actually also on um, a little cameo. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> he was on a uh, episode was that sixty seven, Chris?
2: The band episode.
0: <laughs> the band episode, the one we had to replace.
2: The one that was only out for oh, twenty four yes. hours.
1: Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, I thought you talked yeah. about the I thought you talked about the Smash and Grab one. I make a little guest appearance in that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. You're everywhere. They're, they're and, fil- I know, I'm, you know, I'm a hot ticket, you know. I get, the, you know, people want me.
0: And you're actually going to be on again soon after this.
1: Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah. We're going
0: to do a little little uh, discussion episode with uh, you and Scott from North Buffalo. Should be pretty. Talking oh, about
2: more more Game of Thrones stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's going to have no fucking clue what we're talking about, but what?
2: it'll be fun. Did you guys watch? Um... Whatever the new Game of Thrones show is.
1: I did. Actually, me and my girlfriend went to Scott and Barco's last night to watch it together. Yeah. Little, it was fucking incredible. Yeah. Are you
0: guys Game of Thrones people? No. My girlfriend oh. was, but not me.
2: I <laughs> am. Uh, I did not think it was incredible. <laughs> dude, you're
1: nuts. Dude, I loved it. Did
2: dude, you it see- wasn't. So, uh, explain why you thought it was so good, and then I, I will... I think that's why I did not.
1: I think it captured, you know, the essence and the tone of the original series while also bringing something fresh and new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I am a little like because so there's going to be a time jump like very shortly. I don't know how that's going to work because there's like other actresses who play like Renera and Oliviant, like whatever her name is so i'm a little curious about that but i thought it was interesting i think the characters are interesting i think the family is interesting cool
2: so i i think that it did a a pretty good job of capturing the essence of the show yes my perspective the characters were not memorable at all like the first like the first episode of game of thrones you like you were compelled to watch the next one because of what was going on in those characters. Yeah, like I get that. Yeah. Stone right from jump. This, it's like uh, there there was no standouts. Um, I, I so think I Damon the, you... was the
1: standout, like the the guy who's supposed to be the villain. I guess I think his character was really interesting because I think I think he's meant to be meant to be like the villain, but I kind of like didn't see him as that bad of a guy.
2: I mean, the Targaryens have always been a gray area because they're not even the best of the Targaryens aren't good people mm-hmm. because they're essentially tyrants, and their their weapon of mass destruction are dragons, and I they're th- all inbred, so they're all borderline crazy. It's just a matter of when. Oh yeah, they, I
1: forgot. I forgot they are all inbred. Um, I yeah. thought I thought that uh, was really interesting when the king was like telling her that uh like they were never meant to have the dragons and it was like their biggest mistake and shit like that which is interesting take given it's like the reason why they have the power that they have
2: yeah yeah and also i didn't like this this takes place 170 years before a song of fire and ice mm. and he references like almost the White 200 Rockers? years yeah. from now like references that whole thing like it's going to happen that, in like a day or two yeah that was and weird.
1: they shouldn't have done that
2: yeah, and my perspective was always the song of fire and ice is literally Jon Snow. He is mm-hmm. literally the song of fire and ice. And they were like referencing the show more so than like what was happening in the books, you know. Yeah.
1: I think that um, uh I I think even if it like I see a lot of people thought it was slow and a bit of uh like a slow burn, I think that it's going to come around for
2: sure. I mean, I hope it does. I didn't think it was a slow burn. It was just, it was the, the plot line was predictable. It was like, okay, anybody who hasn't seen it, don't listen to this part. <laughs> I was like, okay, the wife is going to die. She's going to give birth to a son. The yeah. son's going to die early. That was pre-
1: very predictable. I, Some, I, like, yeah.
2: It was just like, come on. Like, and I understand it's a book, yada, yada, but it was like, come on. Scott know, we'll ha- see.
1: Scott has never watched Game of Thrones to begin with, so he's going in raw on the prequel. <laughs> so well, what, interesting. Right. But, uh,
2: It'll be interesting to see if he does watch the whole thing from from now.
1: I think you will. You know, I think he will, God, I think I will yeah. see it. Yeah, I think he will. Barco yeah. his 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 girlfriend is a, a massive Game of Thrones fan as well. So
2: Game of Thrones is so- for girls. You easy easy,
1: <laughs> Yeah, Game of Thrones. <laughs> You watch, watch the first three episodes. You won't be able to stop. Yeah, Kelly wants
2: Until you to get watch to, the like, season thing with five, her again. six. Then just stop,
1: dude. <laughs> so I have a hot take. So obviously, Do she's, it. okay. So I think season seven is good. Everyone hates on season seven. I think it's exciting and interesting. I think season eight is good for the first three episodes. I think it's just the last three episodes that are bad. The last three episodes of the series that are bad. What
2: happened in the last three episodes?
1: Daenerys's fall from like grace, her oh, you know, so, descent to madness, which is like the dumbest fucking shit in the world. Like,
2: nah, man, she was always going to go that way. Daenerys was always sure. going to be the villain.
1: I can, I can level with that, but they should have started it sooner. They should have started her descent into madness. I get that there were like little things. See, so,
2: if they had more books to go off of, it would have gone more yeah. than eight seasons, and they would have. They would have. Yeah, I knew more that. Yeah. Depth in it. So, because you can tell like the second they ran out of source material is the second they cut all the travel.
3: Mm,
2: like the first four seasons, half of it takes place on the road.
1: Yeah. It's so like I was explaining this the other day. The first, like, I mean, first five, first five seasons are some of the best written television I've ever seen. Like, to like, I, I if you think about the show, like, it takes. Seven seasons or eight seasons or whatever it is for them to all to finally meet, but it's like not in a bad way. You know, it's like you don't spend the whole time like you know. When is Cersei finally going to meet you know Jon Snow or when is you mm-hmm. know? It's it's just so well written. It's incredible.
2: And then well, they just took like a the big first. Shit on it. Well, because the first five seasons they had the books to go off. Yeah, of. and then as they like started to run out of what was going to happen with the characters, like Sansa, the whole sansa remy thing
3: mm.
2: didn't happen but what they did with Sansa in the books like they did everything that was written for her so they like changed some things up like she never ended up with that dude and all of that stuff happening to her like that didn't happen it was it was i um, thought that shit i friend. thought that was a
1: good a good arc are you talking about when she it, was it
2: was when yeah, she yeah, was it in, was but in the books, yeah 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 in the book it was aria's friend that they thought was like if I remember right they thought was Aria and way worse uh, shit happens to her in the book. Um
1: what the fuck was I gonna say oh, shit. I don't know I can't remember. It was great though. It, I, I at least I love the show even though with the fucking the last season being kind of garbage. Oh yeah that's going to say so um I read this interesting thing. I don't know if it's true but I like to think it is uh, so what what were the names David Benhoff and D.D. Weiss, right? Those were the, the yeah. writers. So, um, they were slated to write an entire Star Wars trilogy.
2: Yep. And they and, fucked it up by rushing season eight. Yes,
1: yeah, so and they were fired because of that.
2: Yep. How insane yep. is that?
1: You just take a big yep. pile of shit and then get fired because like, that's pretty nuts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So in the books, like one of the things they really didn't go into, they kind of like sprinkled on it a little bit. But in the books, it's heavily hinted at that um, Tyrion is a Targaryen. That's interesting. Is he, he does, also like,
1: like the, a, a little person in the books? Like, is that like a thing? Yes. Or oh, okay?
2: And he's way he's way uglier. But they like in the books, it's very like what he doesn't say is just as important as what he does say. Mm-hmm. And when he gives the initial description of Tyrion. Tyrion has two different color eyes. One eye is the Lannister color, one eye is the Targaryen color. That's interesting. His hair is so blonde in parts that it looks white. And there's always the whole thing about how um, Tywin is always like, You're not my son. He's not saying that because it means he's it literally, quote unquote, yeah. deformed. It's literally not his son because That's the Mad King raped his mother, but it was actually like, Possibly a consensual relationship. No shit. So, so, so they the kinda, three heads—they
1: kind of did that with, uh,
2: um,
3: leanna and Rhaegar.
2: Well, john So the three heads of the dragon yeah. are Tyrion, uh Daenerys? Name? Daenerys, and Jon. Oh,
1: that's pretty fucking cool. I wish I would have so that. john Snow
2: is the john Like the reason why uh, George R. R. Martin agreed to do the show was he was like, "Who is Jon Snow's parents?" And they said those two and he was like all right you can do the show because they were right that's pretty sick um
1: you see there's a spinoff with mm. focus on john snow
2: i heard rumors of it but i didn't know that that was actually gonna no, be a it's, thing
1: yeah it's confirmed um hbo like hbo max themselves tweeted like production starting
2: whenever hmm That'll be interesting. Hopefully, Jar Jar Martin has something to do with it, so that it like yeah. stays reasonably true. I was
1: it. excited to see. So, I watched the commentary after House of the Dragon. I was excited to see him in the commentary. So, at least he has like a. Hand oh, nice. In the show. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely because it's based off of.
1: Uh, Dance of the Dragons, whatever book,
2: or... like like Blood and Fire or whatever, which is like uh, it's, a it's bunch like a of Dance Targaryen, of Dragons or whatever. Yeah. But it's a bunch of Targaryen short stories, and this is like two of them or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: That'd yeah, be cool. I read a, there's like a, a thing that's like the roadmap for this show. It's only slated to be three seasons. So that should be cool. Like no filler.
2: I mean, it's, it depends on how you look at it because the book isn't that long. True. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, uh, but yeah, yeah. Right, should we start this like realistically now?
1: Yeah, I guess so, probably right.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I like Being this. I, I, hope,
1: I hope this makes it into the cut of the podcast.
0: So. Oh, it absolutely will. It absolutely will. <laughs> We're gonna have a spoiler warning for the show. Yeah, you probably should
2: do that. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> truly, sincerely,
1: sincerely <laughs> probably should do that.
2: You know what? If you like if you don't watch a hot show in the first week. It's you on you. whatever you you yeah, you, you whatever true. happens you but you fucking own it like if you're gonna be like ah eh, watch it when there's three episodes then you're gonna find shit out
0: yeah definitely agreed we gotta do a breaking down like a breaking down TV podcast we got it we get we got this I okay. think so
1: too I think so. <laughs> yeah like. Uh, I think if there's I see I consume so much media, like so much television, so much fucking movies, video games. That that's the only thing I can do a podcast about is some dirk like like nerd dark shit like that. Yeah.
0: Do you ever watch like uh like whenever I watch anything, I always and I kind of it's something might be ishy, if iffy, I'll watch like YouTube videos about like freaking everything.
2: Absolutely. What do you mean what do you mean iffy?
0: Like if I it's kinda of hard to understand. Oh you know, I'll watch a YouTube video about it. Like I went to see bodies 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 I watched the spoiler review on the way home from the movie <laughs> did you guys watch
1: X the movie that came out last year the, the no. horror movie oh first, you gotta watch that movie it's probably the best movie of did it come out this year x okay it came out this year it's probably the best movie of the year in my humble opinion but uh there's like a little spin-off of that movie it's just like a fun like slasher film it's incredible yeah
0: I guess we're doing we're doing like we're gonna do a uh, TV or movies uh, favorite uh, podcast going on here.
2: I'm your guy. <laughs> we're I'm doing. Yeah, we might
0: as well do TV and movies, right? Yeah, I man. We, we should.
2: We should. I went and saw uh, Maverick last week. Oh, I like incredible. it. I loved it. I- it was so so good. So
0: good. <laughs> you gotta see it in the. Uh, I saw it in like the theater that moves. It's freaking awesome. Oh, oh, nice.
1: I saw. I saw it on Screen X, which is <laughs> yeah. like. So there's, like, the actual screen. I'm, I'm, I realize they can't see me right now. So, like, there's, like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the actual screen. But then, like, some of it goes onto the walls as well. Yeah. So, like, there were certain nice. parts where I felt like I was in the motherfucking airplane. It was sick.
2: Yeah. So the only complaint that I had with it is that no one died. Yeah. See, when When did that become a thing? But when did that become a thing where no one dies?
1: That's not true. Iceman does die. Yeah. Yeah, he he dies cancer. Yeah,
2: Yeah. that was
1: enough for me. I see all the characters were so likable. I dude, I'm glad. Like so, I had this conversation. I can't remember who I watched it with, but I had the conversation where I was like, you know. Obviously, you know, there's a war movie and like someone is supposed to die. Maybe there's a sad ending. Tom Cruise's character dies or whatever. Dude, I was happy, you know, like that no one died. I, I, I loved the characters so much and had such a connection with all the characters that I would have been heartbroken. It would have it ruined the movie for me. <laughs>
3: nice.
1: that's, how good, that's how good the characters were in this movie.
2: <laughs> awesome. I would have I been okay with somebody dying.
1: Uh, it would have had to have been the fucking asshole guy. Fuck him.
2: Which Rooster? guy? yeah, wait, yeah I haven't seen in a while. Which
0: which guy was the asshole guy? Oh, what was his name?
1: Yeah, uh, a- Man or whatever his name hang was. Hangman, Hangman, hang yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hangman. Yeah, he can get fucked. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah.
2: he was borderline irredeemable. Even when he like passive aggressively saved the day, it was yeah. like, you're still a dick. If exactly. You to redeem yourself, Iceman style. You're still a dick. Straight <laughs> up, dude.
1: dude Miles okay. Teller in that movie was fucking incredible.
2: Yeah, it was pretty he, good. I'm not he, channeled, uh, he channeled Dude really well to play. Like, Goose? Dude, he was believably his son. Yeah,
1: I definitely. had, uh, dude, I, I'm not going to lie, I went home, immediately tried to shave my face into a mustache. I fucked it up, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first one right before I went to see the second one
2: because so I, I was, I, I was I, refreshing I, my uh, memory, you I haven't, I, I haven't seen the first one in so long, but, like, it stays with you. Definitely.
1: Yeah, just such a classic film, Yeah, you know?
0: Definitely. Agreed. So <laughs> now that we're not talking, well, we're, we're talking about movies. So we, we gotta, we gotta move on to like
1: maybe <laughs> some hardcore, yeah, actual, some core here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> core is cool, right, Chris?
2: <laughs> anyway, Yo, I mean, so core is cool. It's why we're all here. So in the first
0: episode, did we talk about we talked about kind of how you got into hardcore? Did we do that, Chris? I don't remember. Think so I, I, I think, think we so. really
2: just talked about exhibitions. So like. So so we have a list of questions from a particular person here. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to kind of, I mean, it's a lot of questions we would ask anyway. Is, yeah. this, his, is this the
1: zine questions? Is that what this is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no comment. No comment. But legitimately, like, there's like six questions here. Four of them we ask anyway. Yeah. Sure, okay, yeah. You know, so it's it's not like uh, it's not like a stretch. Dude, he
1: bust my balls about that nonstop. I didn't know there was a fucking deadline on it. All right. <laughs> oh,
0: you didn't Garrett, make it. Did he... You didn't make it in.
1: No, dude, he bust my balls on it nonstop.
0: He was
2: very upset about that.
1: Did, have you guys seen it yet?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I yeah I He mailed me on. one. Uh, and apparently arrived at my house today, so I haven't seen it.
1: It came out great. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. Like doing like. A little i don't know was it was like four pages or something like that mm.
1: it's
2: like actually, a little he, newsletter
1: he made it like a newsletter it's, it's just one-sided a big piece of paper it's pretty sick
2: oh yeah. okay like it's cool like doing a little newsletter like that is like it's cool it's a good idea more people should do stuff like yeah nick
0: uh, Barron, third party newsletter
2: yeah man <laughs> the origins
0: i did a i did a newsletter before my zine it was called the keeping it real news i've ever seen that that's pretty cool. No. It was a I got it, I got it somewhere. It's called the keeping it real newsletter. It was like a big piece of paper and like it was that it that was it's old though. So we won't we won't talk about that.
1: <laughs> somewhere. So I re- I moved since the last time I was on here. Um somewhere in this box over here, I have this zine that I've been trying to do for three years that I'll just never finish. Make it
2: happen. What, what are go. you calling
0: it?
1: Uh it was co- so it started off as the big idea, which would end up I did like uh in like 2017, I Put out like the selective regression demo. Like I did demo tapes. I had like mm-hmm. a very tiny tape label. We only did two releases, and it was called the Big Idea, and mm-hmm. that was going to be my fanzine as well. But I just, uh, just, it's
2: too much work. It's too much work, yeah. dude. It's a lot of work. Like I mean, Mark, Mark really through the '90s was the voice of Buffalo when it comes to zines. It's, but I did six, I I did
0: five? It, I only did five. Wow. five zines. Still, that, like, that's five. five, five more, that's fucking
2: nuts. That's three more than I did five like four more than most people did <laughs> yeah. so then, recently um I, I don't know if you guys know this
1: me and bailey from smash grab we we love comic books like that's our uh yeah probably our big other than hardcore our biggest shared interest but uh we started to do this a, a new zine and it was going to be like all comic book and he was going to illustrate it and shit like that and oh, cool. he, we did a lot of work on it and it was so fucking cool and like he finished the cover it was called the buffalo Hardcore Periodical and nice. it, it exists somewhere i'll have to find it thanks you guys but we uh, same thing just way too much work
2: it, it is like i remember doing crew cut fucking 30 years ago with zarbo and like it was just it was a lot of work and like uh <laughs> you know it was a lot of work and like there bleach like larry Bleachmouth who's been on our podcast a bunch he was involved with crunch face and crunch came out monthly, which blew our fucking minds because yeah. there was, was so monthly? much work. Get out of here, monthly. Monthly. Yeah. Crunch face monthly. Like it was like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. You know, like it was, it was crazy. And I would love to have a done more than two issues of crew cut and B to have done crew cut monthly. Cause it was yeah. like, but that's insane. Like it's insane. I but have then like, here we are doing a podcast weekly. So, yeah, I
0: have issue seven, issue six of HMNI fanzine is like partially built and it, it'll never be finished.
2: But, uh, <laughs> you should yeah. just do it, man. Just finish I it off. Like, like,
0: I have an interview with, uh, with, uh, Andy and Rat Boy for that back when, uh, it was back when Andy was the manager, quote unquote, manager of, um, Last Breath. Oh, back then when, like, was old last Breath. That was, uh, Counter Strike rap boys old band oh yeah and and he was the manager of that band. so that was how long ago that that's
2: crazy that's funny do you but, should like you should put it together and like have it available for the bridging the gap show
0: that'd be cool yeah that's a good idea i have your writing for it i think so
2: i would hope so i mean i don't remember what i said but i born remember born to it murder being your world, Chris world. Wyatt. yeah yeah, yeah, particularly for <laughs> <Chris> Wyatt. <laughs> so anyway, we got to get back to Brett here. We're like, we're...
0: Dude,
1: no, this is good. I like
2: it. <laughs> All right, we're so gonna... so what what got you into hardcore and what was your first show?
1: Okay, so I actually had to think on this. So I, me and Mike, like singer of Smash Grab, got into music incredibly young like through like some kind of like sketchy music like warp tour kind of music.
2: My first ever so, sh- when you say sketchy, warp tour is not what I think.
1: Okay. Yo, I'm talking sketchy, like under oath kind of shit.
2: You know, like that's not what I think when you say sketchy. Sure. Maybe it's a generational thing, but it's not what I think when you say sure
1: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Actually you know, sh- actually under oath is good. I say that shamelessly. Get out get everyone can get fucked. Um <laughs> so first show I ever went to was a uh, there was this like local metal core band from Niagara falls called kills the moment. And they would play the, uh, the heart, the, uh, high park ice pavilion. And from there, I just kept going to more and more shows until I went to, uh, the Mike bird, 10 for 10 at extreme wheels after he had broke his neck at that terror show.
0: Oh
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. And like agitator played, I think I, so I, I, always, I must be remembering this wrong or everyone else is. I'm pretty positive rhinoceros played,
3: mm-hmm. but,
1: uh, Greg was telling me, no, that it would have been Goodbye Crew World, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Rhinoceros. Same difference. I mean,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the same thing. But yeah. Like, it's just Rhinoceros sideways.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I have been going to, you know, Metalcore, Hardcore, whatever shows since I was legitimately 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So, that I feel like that 10 for 10 show, I mean, I know that was a whole tour. No, no, I didn't 10 go to bands on tour. Yes. They had like
1: not the sick one, not like the Terror Trapped Under Ice one. Like no, that's not what oh. I went to. This was a benefit show. It was just it was mostly locals. Agitator played. I can't even remember like some of the bands have played. Okay. Um, but like Kills the Moment also played. It was a. Do you, do you know about that dude Mike Bird? He broke his neck at the yeah, Terror yeah. Show of yeah. 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 Sued afterwards, so he can get fucked. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, delete, I mean, we're we're keep want, this on but... a
2: positive. Agitator used to be so good back then. Straight up. Yeah, okay. seriously. A- Agitator, like those two seven inches were fucking phenomenal.
1: And just incredibly straight edge too. I fucking loved that shit when I was. Yeah.
2: Gaming. And they yeah. were like, call people out. Like the one song was like, if you asked them in the interview, the song where it was like uh natural selection. The- that's, that's the one. No, where- the oh. other one about like uh, the girl, like you'll open your legs to any man that begs. Oh. And be like, oh, let's talk about that song. Oh yeah, that song is about so and so. It's like, damn, <laughs> like, <you> guys- <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this
1: just kind of, this just kind of fucked. Like, I, I do not uh, co-sign this statement whatsoever. But they did like a little reunion around the time Little Peep died. Oh yeah. And uh, they played that song, Natural Selection, which is about like drunk drivers getting killed or whatever, or like you know, yeah. Uh, and he goes, this song goes out to Little Peep, <laughs> like right after he died, and it was like, I mean,
2: I'm fine with it. <laughs> keep it positive I, chris keep it positive you know it's 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 a thing that i struggle with because because of certain paths that i walk sure and my my lack of compassion for certain things i've received a lot of criticism because i i have lack of compassion for certain things
1: yeah i saw so when i did clear focus i definitely was like uh abundantly straight edge if you can you know <laughs> whatever that means uh, I said and wrote some pretty fucking gnarly shit yeah. that I don't know that I uh, agree with anymore but at the time I was all about it
2: Yeah, you know everybody goes everyone everyone who's straight edge goes through their moments of into- like passive intolerance to extreme intolerance yeah. and I guess it's just depending on where you fall on the day but I always, I personally always have, I I understand that people look up to celebrities and try to equate themselves to the celebrity in some way. And they're mournful when a celebrity dies. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm generally like, I understand everyone has their demons, but when you have all of these options because of your celebrity, it's hard for me to be compassionate when you do something like that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i think so i I I agree yeah for sure
0: yeah that's yeah i mean it i mean i think differently about that because i think people i mean i get what you're saying but i think i think uh no matter how much you have you still have the same issues that everyone has i think i think that's just life like no matter what you have and I, I oh wow, that's an that. I don't,
1: I think I would have. I don't think I would have expected you to have that take, but I, I respect that.
0: Yeah,
2: Mark, I is, Mark is a very good person. <laughs> Mark is a good person. I have hate edge tattooed on my stomach, so
4: <laughs> I think. No,
1: I think I think like Mark's. I like. Obviously, I know that you guys are both straight edge, but I think that's a super straight edge take. I think you know, like
0: I like that. <laughs> you know how we roll. Well yeah, I think, <laughs> I think people have their issues and like, cause I, I mean, I have enough friends who aren't and have dealt with their issues that it's, you know, it's, I gotta, ha- you gotta have
2: empathy, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've, yeah, I've, I've yeah. certainly matured since then,
3: but.
2: yeah, definitely. I understand that, but when you're of a certain like level of stardom, it's almost like you're making a choice to not get the help you need. Because it's right there. You can get it. Yeah. Nothing when you, when, stopping yeah.
1: It. I think I agree. If you have endless resources, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, uh, you know, you know, ugh, God, not, I, I can't believe we're going on this road, but like addiction, <laughs> addiction, addiction for a celebrity is not the same as some dude on true. Delaware, you know, like, uh, definitely
0: true. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, and, 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 this, and this isn't a criticism of addicts. I'm not saying like, you know, kill an addict or whatever bullshit like that. Yeah. No, Jamie Hapre like, says that, bro. <laughs> yeah but you know what i'm saying like a hard song single. i'm I not mean, like i don't coach out the, i
1: don't coach on a message but it's a hard song you know, you know
2: <laughs> but it, it if a person and i don't know like as an example Lil peep i don't know his situation yeah, but nah, if a I, person doesn't want help or a person refuses help and ends up in a certain situation you know I, i'm not gonna be like oh rest in peace bro like nah, you made your choices
0: yeah. I feel like it's harder than that, though. I feel like if you have, like, a problem, you may not think your problem is a problem until it's too late. Even yeah. if, like, you think on the outside that you can get help. It's like all the people who, like, win the lottery and they think they're not going to blow all the money, but most of the people blow all the money when they win the lottery. <laughs> and you don't think you're going to do that, but people just do it. Oh, I'm what? sure all those people thought they wouldn't do it either, but...
1: On a different yeah, note, right. not even not even on the straight edge shit. I think idolizing celebrities in general is for fucking weirdos.
0: Definitely is. Yeah, very bizarre <laughs> yeah. shit. It, it I like is. certain celebrities, but of course, yeah. I don't like. I'm not idolizing nobody. Yeah, <laughs> like, like why?
1: Dude, like <laughs> people who like get caught up in like celebrity romance and like celebrity drama and yeah, like who cares? and have like have an opinion on it. I'm like, yo, look,
2: you know, get a life, Right. Somebody once told me or suggested that uh, or they felt that the only reason why Americans get so obsessed with like things like the Kardashians and Paris Hilton and stuff like that. Is because we don't have a royal family. Yeah, you think if there was like a royal family, none of these other things would exist because we'd like, you know, all be paying attention to like, you know, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting idea. I don't know how much I would want to explore it, but it was an interesting idea. Yeah, for
0: probably, sure. yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Very, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't get when, like, when I see. Well, to to maybe close this up, like. When people like it's like when people die and they're really old, like people act like everything's a tragedy and like yeah, you're you're 75 years old, dude, and you had a great life. Like, why are you upset? Like Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I I agree.
2: I not not to say that I celebrate their death because I don't, but it's like, hey, you're not old anymore. That's great. Yeah, and you're
0: not suffering. (laughs)
3: Like
2: right, right. Yeah. All right. So you went to
0: your you got your first show. You went to so when did you decide to like start a band?
1: Um, so, oh, fuck, this is going to get into some shit I don't want people knowing about. I don't want people hearing. Uh, I will say that without getting, without getting into these bands and you couldn't even waterboard this information out of me. So don't fucking ask. (laughs) Um, I've been also playing in bands since I was 12 years old as well. Yeah. There was from age 12 till now, I'm 25. Mm-hmm. There has probably not been one year where I haven't played in a band.
0: So, how, what was the name of your first band?
1: Get the fuck out of here. Don't, you,
2: you never, <laughs> okay. You'll dude, never get know. Get the fuck out of here. It's a great name. <laughs> you'll never know.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I said, you could, you, dude, send me to fucking Guantanamo Bay. I'm not even getting it. Is getting there
0: recorded evidence of this stuff? Absolutely. We'll just, we'll just ask Mike
1: like dude i would kill mike i would kill him we're gonna go we're gonna go like we'll on put a, him in the protection
0: a, program we're gonna go like <laughs> on this like search for all this stuff we're gonna so, we're gonna but, chronicle it all I will, tell <laughs> you about
3: my,
1: I will tell you about my first hardcore band though yeah me uh bailey from smash grab and ron from final declaration mm-hmm. we're in a band called common guilt when we were 17 mm-hmm. and uh that was my first hardcore band
0: who did, like, did you play with any, like, like national acts?
1: Dude, we sucked so bad, dude. We were fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, we were 17, but, like, dude, I go and listen to that shit, and I'm like, oh, Christ. We did play with Mad, so we thought this was going to be, like, the sickest shit in the world, so we get asked to play with Madball at Mohawk Place in 2005. I remember that.
3: I didn't go there.
1: 16 or something, <laughs> and I was like, we were obviously over the fucking moon, you know, like, who wouldn't want to play the mad ball? Dude, we play. There's like five people in the room. I was oh, <laughs> disgusted. I was sick. I was sick. That's how I met Jeffers actually. We we covered uh um Outburst at that show, and he was like, Oh, it's so cool, you guys know who Outburst is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great Jeffers impression. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Oh on Mike Jeffers.
1: Absolutely, a legend himself. Yeah, we have
2: okay, so,
1: some incredibly big like news coming out. So Fair what's enough. what's
2: the incredibly big news?
1: Uh, on Wednesday, the triple B announcement comes out.
2: Oh, what's on triple? What's gonna be on triple B? What's the triple Ex- B announcement?
1: Oh, I thought you guys knew. Exhibition LP. Awesome! Nice. Yeah,
0: Congratulations. Congratulations! This won't it's, be out for a couple weeks, so that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, really
1: yeah. Cool. I was I was I'll, I'll make like a little. If, at the end, I was gonna make like a little formal announcement about it, but yeah, two new songs on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, recorded cover of Crucified. And the announcement for the LP.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. That is congratulations on that. Triple B is oh, like yeah. a great label to be on. Yeah. Uh, oh, what were you saying about Alone in a Crowd?
1: Uh, when I saw that they had a new song, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Because I'm pretty weary of like legendary bands coming back and like making new music. Because mm-hmm. it typically yeah. it typically doesn't sound like what they used to, or it just isn't good. But I liked it. I thought it was a good song
0: yeah we I, we were we were talking about that when it came when it dropped and yeah we
2: had opinions of course but uh <laughs> of course it's much better live than recorded
0: yeah
2: and yeah. Listen, and i it, said then if it didn't come out as an alone in a crowd song it wouldn't have been a bad song sure but like as an alone in a crowd song it was like kind of weird and awkward and he even like said the something thing, about yeah. it when they played it, he was like, you know all you people who talk shit about it online. I was like, well at least he knows.
1: oh really uh, oh that's interesting. Oh, yeah uh, man, that's kind of heartbreaking like uh, it's a, that's a sad thought, like coming back to this thing twenty thirty years later or whatever it is, and like mm-hmm. seeing seeing kids shit on it like that's kind of fucked. but yeah,
2: yeah. but Dude, I mean, I- before I- were singing along to it, it was much better live
1: that's cool that's I liked that cool. I thought it was good i mean I, I I haven't listened to it again since I listened to it, but uh, i liked it
0: is it just a single or very like is it coming out
2: on something
1: i think it's just i a think single. it's
2: just yeah it's, i think, I, it's think
1: I, I think it's not like soundcloud <laughs> like uh, that's where i yeah it's it's
2: weird yeah that's yeah, cool i mean maybe somebody will put it out as a flexi or something but like yeah. like you know as the internet showed that that initial reaction wasn't super positive
1: there's like this built-in kind of like when uh when a band makes a new record like like an old classic band makes uh a new record I think people kind of like go in thinking it's going to be bad and that is the opinion they form before really like, giving a fair listen like I remember obviously they're not super old but like no the newest No Warning record is mm-hmm. fucking incredible like so good it's like almost Ill Blood level but like got so much hate I think it's incredible do we
0: know the yeah, album like, like that record? More- What's that? Does Alex like that record? I know he's a big No Warning fan. Does he like the new
2: that new? I, that- I think he only recognizes Ill Blood and the other <laughs> one. Like he, I don't think he recognizes Suffer or Survivor or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah. But that's, I the one, that's, that's the
1: one that, that like people don't like. But whatever.
2: Yeah, but dude, I mean, the, unless you're European, Europeans yeah. love that record.
1: The new one is, dude. The best No Warning song is on that record. The newest record.
2: What song See, is I that? People did like I it.
1: I saw nothing but hate about it. But maybe that's just the circles that I was running in. Yeah. Uh, the, the song is headless. The first song. That song is so fucking sick. I'll
3: there's check like, it out.
1: There's like a a breakdown and he like screams it and then like it slows down again. Like and he sings it right after it. It's so fucking cool. Like, like like like
0: like sings the verse. It's awesome. I'll check it out.
1: I love no warning, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll
2: check it out.
0: I, I love will will give No give a a Warning shot. as
2: much as Alex loves no warning. No, i want to die on that hill. I don't <laughs> think yeah. He loves to say how no
0: warning is like the best thing ever. When and there is always some pushback, but yeah. <laughs> always. <laughs> I mean,
1: ill blood. I mean, I probably. Like, I think. I, I'll say this: This might be a hot take, or at least a, a pretty bold take. I think, objectively, objectively speaking, not subjectively speaking, ill blood is one of the top ten best hardcore records ever made. Ever. Ever. Because here is the, the thing: I think. I think like, no warning and terror specifically are the single biggest influences of hardcore from the 2000s till now?
0: Probably, yeah. But I think I feel like No Warning is channeling stuff, like it's like a kind of a filter that they're channeling to, I, channel to today's, you know what I mean? Sure.
2: Yeah, so that, that brings up the argument that that what Terror have channeled in the past, what No Warning channeled at their arguably peak would kind of make that the band or bands that they're channeling the best bands ever. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: and, and and some of those bands, only five people show up to watch them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'll just say terror. Terror is my favorite band of all time. I know that's probably going to be one of these questions, but, uh, well,
2: it's already answered. (laughs) So now we don't have (laughs) to ask (laughs) it.
1: um, Terror can just do absolutely no wrong in my eyes.
0: I think terror is a valid valid in the argument for best band of all time just because of the long i absolutely
1: absolutely agree what band dude here's another thing too um you know the newest terror record is incredible maybe like one of their top three records what yeah. band what band has been a band for 20 plus years is putting out putting out a amazing record that deep into their catalog yeah, No one,
0: yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody's yeah, ever nobody. done that but you know yeah, dude, people nobody people have opinions but yeah no i legitimately yeah. no one's ever done that like Truly. Put out, put out a record, a good hardcore record 20 years after your first one. Like impossible.
1: Impossible. Truly impossible. <laughs> Truly impossible.
2: Yeah. But anyway, let's get back to the let's get back to the interview. So or- so well, wait, <laughs> while we're on the subject of terror, what's your favorite terror record?
1: My favorite terror record? Okay, so I had, fuck, it changes all the time. So, Keepers of the Faith quite literally changed my life. Like, that record, I make the joke all the time that Scott ruined my life. So, like, (laughs) I was already into, like, you know, aggressive kind of music. I was already listening to, like, you know, I was going to Warped Tour and shit. Mm -hmm. I found Keepers of the Faith, listened to it one time over, and I was like, that's it. This is my life now, like, and uh, so probably sentimental wise, I would say keepers of the faith, but I think the best songs are on one with the underdogs.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I also, Didn't somebody else say that. What? One with the underdogs was like their favorite. Cause I sta- I stand by keepers of the faith is my favorite terror record. I used or to what think, I think,
1: I used to think always the hard way was my favorite terror record, but see, it just changes. I'm like, That's a good problem to have. You have such a deep, incredible catalog that it's hard to pinpoint a favorite record. So, but I think I think go ahead. I think the answer is probably Keepers of the Faith,
2: though. So, could it be said that Terror has no bad records?
1: I I I hundred percent would say that confidently. No bad records. There's my favorite. favorite There's records I like less than others for sure. You know, there's of course. But uh, I would say that there is nothing from terror that is unlistenable. Yeah.
2: Okay. But- so before Mark goes into what he was going to say, Yeah. rank rank the terror records from top to bottom. Because <laughs> I just want to see where things fall with you.
1: Okay. Should I go? Bo- I'm going to go bottom to top, actually. Yeah. Okay. okay that's so- weird, but okay. Uh, <laughs> actually no you're okay I'll go top bottom, I'll go top bottom okay number one I guess I'll have to say keeps to the faith but so close any the top three could change in any either three could be keeps to yeah. the faith one with the other always the hard way then okay. lowest of the low which I know is probably like a hot take most people probably put lowest to the low. yeah,
2: yeah it's definitely a hot take
1: yeah most people probably put lowest to the low much higher. It's definitely would, a hot take um pain is power okay live by the code
2: Okay.
1: Total retaliation. Ah, see, I'm trying to think of these all on the top of my head. Total retaliation. Actually, I don't know. Fuck. Cause dude, I used to, I used to say that my favorite terror song was no time for fools off the 25th hour. So, and that mm-hmm. record is also that, like criminal. Dude, that's hard.
2: Record much better than I remember when I first listened to it. Yeah. Told you. Got me to listen to it. Such again. a good like, record. Oh, fuck, this is actually really good. <laughs> Straight up. Fucking so where did that fall? I think it's gotta be higher
1: than what I've said. Um, Dude, and Trust No Face with Ben Cook. Fucking tough song. Yeah. Dude, see, it's so hard. So, like, I think this is my actual take. <laughs> the f- um, Keepers of Faith, Always the Hard Way, One with the Dogs are just ones that, like, are always cemented there. I think it can go literally anything else for the rest of their catalog. Like, it could change because it's all so good. Right. I will say this. Live by the Code is my least favorite terror record. Fair
2: enough. I think that I agree with you on that actually. I personally really like Damned and Shamed.
0: I do too. A lot of people don't like
2: that record. A lot of people of don't. I really like that record. I think that record's really good.
0: Uh Betrayer is a hard song. Yeah.
2: So hard. That whole record, like so good.
0: So so can I cheat if I say what my favorite terror record is? It's the the push it away, the don't need your help push it away, seven inch. <laughs> 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 I feel like push it away is like one Dude. of the best. Easily one of the best yeah. of hardcore songs ever, dude. Like, we want to get a savage song.
1: dude. Remember the walls will fall? That one's fucking tough too. They got the Madball cover on there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, enough terror.
1: I can talk <laughs> about terror, bro, <for laughs> dude. It's so funny. I was like, <laughs> I was over Scott's house last night, and I had made some comments. So like, it's no. I, I i will shout i will shout terror is my favorite band to anyone who will listen scott mm-hmm. also knows this uh i had said some i think i was talking i think i might have said e-town concrete was my favorite band i was joking though i do love e-town but i was joking and scott's like what's your real favorite band huh you know like you <laughs> fucking with me <laughs> e-town
0: concrete dude yeah, i, I was came around on e-town
2: and me too I, I, I was i was i was
1: Dude, I was a hater for years,
2: Yeah. fucking years. Now I cannot a hater get enough.
1: I can't get Dude, enough of it.
2: For real, I can't get enough. Like I did, like a full discography run, and I was like, "This is all so fucking good." What was I thinking?
1: I was I uh, I did merch for Braid Alive for uh, some fest they played with E Town, and I stand by this. E-t- that E Town set was the best hardcore set I've ever seen in my life. They were amazing. Like. Nice. The bassist like plays with his fingers, which is usually kind of goofy for a hardcore band. But this motherfucker nah, dude. absolutely
2: was... not. I do not agree with that at all.
1: Dude, get the hell out of here, man! I would rather
2: no. Eric Rice plays with his fucking fingers. Yeah.
1: I don't know, dude. It looks, it doesn't look as cool. I gotta tell you.
2: Go, dude. Nah, Eric Rice has <laughs> fucking style for days. <laughs> but dude, fucking the, finger the ba- in that bass like a third date.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, the basses of Etown had my fucking mind blown, dude. And they, and their setlist was just incredible.
2: I have to revisit E Town Concrete. I just, I just can't get into that band. You got to revisit <laughs> it. In, in, as an elder statesman, you might be like, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah. On paper, it's, dude, I was explaining this to Scott. On paper, like if you, if you don't listen to it, you're
1: like, "Yeah, yo, yeah. it's a hardcore band, but they rap. It's not new metal, but they rap."
2: <laughs> yeah. It's on paper, it's Limp Biscuit Light. <laughs> truly, but it, it sounds nothing like it. It sounds
0: nothing like I, it's, it. Because it's it's legit.
1: There's truly <laughs> nothing. There's no other band that sounds like E-Tom. Truly, the most original band there is.
0: Do you like um? Do you like a Gridiron?
4: I
1: don't, dude. I don't. Man, I want to. Iron hard here.
2: I, but dude, I love Neverending
1: we... Game. Who I think is also doing a, a similar thing.
2: Yeah, it's weird, and I, I know they they share know. members too. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. They share members. ELP yeah the lp like it's something about it
1: i have to give it a go again i i didn't like i didn't like their first thing i'm not like a, a huge hater mm. uh listen i love hardcore so i could like find something to like in just about anything there are some shit i think really fucking sucks but it's uh there's i like i like more than i hate more like you yeah. know if that makes any sense yeah
0: yeah i've never listened to never ending game but like they look like well you- what i've heard looks, looks like it's awesome
2: but I've never yeah, sat down and listened to them. You'll, you'll like never-ending game.
0: Yeah, sick, like, sick man. Yeah, awesome.
1: They're, they're playing a fest in uh, Mississauga, like I don't know, like two hours north of here. And I'll be on tour, unfortunately. But
0: that it's coming up soon, right? That yeah, fest?
1: Gr- Gridiron is also playing it too.
0: Yeah,
2: nice. <laughs> all the young toughs.
0: I think all the decorations on that fest too. So
1: yeah, so space. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. I don't know when that is, but I, I don't think I I think if it's soon, I, I probably don't have time to make it to something like that. I think it's September 9th and 10th, right? Can't. Got wedding. Got a wedding.
2: Mm, the weddings. <laughs>
0: Old weddings. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the movie. <laughs> dude, dude, we, we, we're we're it's so man. weird, we're, but it's kind of I,
2: awesome. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy talking hardcore, man. Me like, too. I don't care. Shame it's just a though. talk with Brent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: The people will love it
0: we can talk about exhibition like last time we talked about exhibition your record was coming out on was the record yeah. coming out on edgewood now now the record's coming out on bridge nine so that's pretty cool
1: no triple b triple b triple b, b, b sorry
0: yeah. triple b, triple
2: b yes. Oh so man. Cool.
1: yeah we have uh i see i think i think we had said we were gonna blurt out the first thing but i guess i'll say it, yeah um we have an lp coming out on triple b later this year
0: it'll be announced by the time this comes out so
1: yeah cool good, so you're good yeah.
2: so yeah I, thought, um, I was gonna ask how the seven inch did, but apparently it did well because now you're on triple B. It
1: yeah. did really well. Um, it was we got I mean like we did like a lot of cool shit off of it. Unfortunately, so like not not unfortunately, uh, around the same time our seven inch came out, Violent Way also became like the biggest fucking band in the world. So like,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. which you know kind of slowed us down a little bit. Not I'm not in like in a hating way. I'm so fucking happy for them. I love them. Yeah. but uh, we we got this record coming out now which me, and I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. So
0: speaking I mean, of violent like, way, sorry, speaking of violent way, like all you guys totally rep them everywhere, which I think is kind of awesome. Yeah. Like you guys it, are behind we, them. Like a hundred percent, which is which we do is it cool on purpose. Style.
1: Yeah. Dude. When we played our first show and I just played for a show. I don't know if you guys, you, I hear that we all, all five of us wore a that's shirt.
0: That's awesome.
1: The same exact violation, dude, dude, I, I like even if they weren't my best friends in the world, I think that band is fucking incredible. Like
2: oh I love Violent Way. Easily I'm,
1: I'm, easily the I baddest band it. in Buffalo. No no doubt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It like, it like if you know exhibition takes off with the Triple B and Violent Ways doing their thing, Mason and Nick would like never have to work again. Truly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll be Dude, like we always, scoring. we <laughs> always have this
1: like uh this joke that like Mason was just like I played in bands that like you know, we played five fucking people, and like had a, dude have done full tours that were fucking garbage. Mason <laughs> is eighteen, just played in Spain two days ago. Like, you right. got yeah. like he's got like the golden egg, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, he got gifted the coolest shit in the world, you know. But yeah, he, he was like, it. yeah,
0: we're going to Spain to play one show, it's like that's freaking ridiculous. I know, that's awesome, dude.
1: But I mean, truthfully, he like this is no bullshit. He is the best musician I've ever met in my life. Like he's like a, like a virtuoso on the guitar. It's, it's
2: I mean, I'm up. I'm excited to see what he's doing when he's like 25, 26. Dude, and and then it's seeing it's what hard he's, hard doing to fathom. When he's like 35. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. hard to you fathom. Know? Truly. Like, it's so weird to say like, so like, this exhibition LP is the best thing that I've ever been a part of. It's like my finest work I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know that I could ever top it ever again. And then I think that the riffs were written by an 18-year-old. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like Mason is like, a <laughs> Mason, yeah. Like the Todd youth of Buffalo. Definitely. Like I think oh, so- he's gonna be like when he's like in his twenties, thirties, he's gonna be playing for some like giant bands. Nick- and then coming back to Buffalo and doing some random hardcore bands.
1: Nick doesn't really get the credit that he deserves because Nick truly is like one of the best hardcore musicians ever. Like he can he can do any kind of hardcore, but Mason is just like
0: the kid is good. It's just so good. It's kind of ridiculous that like Eric, Nick, and Mason are all in one band. Like that's like stupid. As it's like far a, murder- as talent-
1: a a true murderers row right there. Like just like
0: it doesn't it's get absurd. any better. It
1: doesn't get any better. It's like a it's like an all star team.
0: Yeah, it's it's absurd, like the amount of talent in that band. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, we're getting old, we're getting everywhere here. It's kinda cool. About <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. New exhibition record coming out, two new songs. Obviously they'll be they will not be out by I mean they will like, they will be long be out by the time this comes out. Yeah. Uh the twenty fourth.
2: What's the, what's the record gonna be called?
1: The last laugh.
2: Nice
0: maybe <laughs> maybe that's what's called
1: <laughs> but, but <laughs> um as it stands now that's what it's called yeah
0: so so how so okay let's let's ask a question here which which we've always kind of thought about like so with the commonality of members like will you guys always play as the members are or might you guys like recruit people to play no we're so we're,
1: we're definitely hitting that problem now yeah. um because violent way has a busy schedule and mm-hmm. you know now exhibition is kind of you know getting asked to do a lot more than we were mm-hmm. there's gonna be some overlapping shit we we kind of have like a, a b team lineup as well okay cool so it'll kind of all it'll always probably be me greg who plays bass and other breaths who plays guitar mm-hmm. and we'll have to like scab out nick and mason probably here and there but okay. uh It'll always be Nick and Mason's band, though, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that's I've always wondered about that because of like how yeah. this shit's like you know getting bigger and stuff, and it's not a being problem that we've yeah,
1: it's not a problem that we've had to face yet. We've been able to work around it, but it's been really difficult. Like, I I feel so bad for Nick and also Mason. Like, sep- the month of September is like exhibition has two tours. I I think they are I think they're home for like a week total that entire month. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
0: That's a good problem to have, though, man. That's that's cool. Yeah, truly, yeah. Go out and do all that stuff. That's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, really I, uh, cool. I'm so happy for him. It's it's amazing to watch from the sidelines, truly. Really.
0: Yeah, very cool. So, what else we got, Chris? What else we got? What know, else? There's
2: so much we can continue down the Scotland or Buffalo question question vein. Yeah, let's get him. Let's get him going. What uh, does Scott I'll, got? I'll make
1: him. I'll, I won't go off on any tangents this time. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll
2: give you tangents. Uh, tangents are what make podcasts good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, favorite Buffalo band ever?
1: Favorite Buffalo band ever? I thought about this question. Okay, so <laughs> I think that my obvious answer, without a doubt, is Buried Alive. Um, when so when they did their reunions, I thought I never thought that I, as like a hardcore kid in like the 2010s and like the two thousands and shit would ever be able to see buried alive
2: like mm-hmm. so, no one thought that like no one thought that would be a thing
1: so that was just like the biggest treat in the world and then they started they, they kept playing and it was it's it's honestly been an incredible ride and that's like my tiny bit that i've been a part of it has been a true honor you know mm-hmm. um so the obvious answer is bear alive. i think a band that just absolutely does not uh get the credit they deserve actually there's a couple there's a couple answers to that question okay um i'm looking at my list here oh oh uh, obviously uh fade away without a doubt truly like a band just like forgotten by time that is so mm-hmm. fucking good the Fadeaway cd is
2: unbelievable Un- See, The demos unbelievable. are even better like the demos are even better
1: Dude, what? And like, I think they're like. So like, they kind of got like that like turning point sound. I feel like. I feel like that probably is like a huge influence of theirs. I think yeah. they almost rival turning point. That band is so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, it, we try to get
0: in this damn podcast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other story. The that singer could be an episode itself.
1: Yeah. The singer gave me permission to put all the shit online. I might do that.
3: So yeah,
2: do it. I'm surprised like he they don't just do it, but like yeah, fade away like. So good. Like, I always say, like, top five Buffalo band ever.
1: I agree. I think number two, in my opinion, Bay Live Fade Away. Very cool. And then, yeah.
0: We then just found to- a light on that goddamn band already. <laughs>
1: Do they need it. It's, it's, I feel like – I feel bad, you know, that uh, – all these people from outside of Buffalo don't really know about them. Like, I feels like it's like the secret that we shouldn't be keeping.
0: Was that CD on conquer the world? That's what it was on, right? I think so. I, I think that's yeah.
2: part of the problem. I think part of the problem was, it was on conquer the world. Part of the problem is that it was on CD. Yeah. Cause at that time, vinyl was still viable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, and then conquer the world. I feel like kind of closed up shop right after putting that out.
0: Yeah. Someone should do a do a record,
2: a vinyl record. I thought, I thought somebody was talking about doing it. Oh. I heard, I heard, I heard,
1: uh, Bailey told me this recently. I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but someone is, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I know, I, th- I know that someone was talking about doing a discography, but I don't know. I think it's the same person we're talking happen. about.
1: <laughs> is it, um. uh. uh here, let me see if I, let me see if you can see this writing some stuff down yeah i'm writing it it's down it's like a secrets that. podcast don't yeah don't even don't even that one t- take this out i can't read without that says, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is who this is who i heard was doing it
2: oh really oh no that's not yeah. what i heard
1: cuz here there's an instagram post that i'll show you right now that uh, implies that uh huh oh my phone just died but it's a picture of Fadeaway, <laughs> and he says uh, I got some old film developed for a uh, a certain discography that I'm doing or something like that. Some cryptic shit like
2: oh, that. Oh, I, I saw that. I don't remember seeing the word discography, but I remember seeing... Uh, I would have to go back and look at it. But maybe yeah, he, didn't did say, maybe he didn't discography, say discography, but a project.
1: Yeah, yeah maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know if I, I, I don't know if it was discography, but the implication made it seem like it was going to be a fadeaway like, re-release or something.
2: I mean, that'd be great, but I hope that they would do... If someone were going to do a discography, they would put out everything—the demos, the CDs. I agree. Yeah. I guess the split seven inches on the CD, but like the whole, the whole thing. NCS and Podcast just...
0: Records number one. Truly, <laughs> <Surely, yeah. Yeah, laughs> I wish.
1: <laughs> I think someday when I'm like not doing bands, I would like to do a record label someday. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I know it's like a, a thankless and moneyless job, but fuck, I listen to some cool shit, man. I could put some cool shit out.
0: I got yeah, good yeah. taste. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Nice. very cool. So, um, let's see, what else we got? Um,
2: uh, what else the, you got in a question the question list? The uh, so this was an interesting one. Uh, a gem about Buffalo that people may not know, particularly people outside of Buffalo. Like, what's a a gem about what's buffalo. A thing?
1: fuck that's stuff because i i love buffalo like i'll i'll die here without a doubt um gem fuck hmm. so i don't are you guys are you guys bills fans yeah,
2: no as much you know okay well, I mean, being, you are in a cold yeah, so. you kind of have to yeah
1: okay so like i'm a very big bills fan and like you go to other cities and obviously you'll find people who are like super fans of their team, you know, like you know, like people who, you know, live and die for, you know, the Eagles or whatever. The Eagles are are pretty close com- like fan base wise, but there truly, truly is no fan base for any sports team like there is for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you walk down the street and like go Bills is a synonym for hello, you know. So like yeah. uh, I think <laughs> yeah. that like I think like like our like the fan and like just relationship with the population of Buffalo and Western Mm -hmm. New York in general with our sports teams is uh, pretty beautiful.
0: Yeah, I could
1: agree with that. Also, truly, the best the best food in the world is in Buffalo. I'll hear no other. uh, Absolutely,
2: absolutely. The best food in the world argument all the time.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Buffalo pizza fucking smokes New York pizza, smokes fuck Chicago yes. pizza, smokes fuck any yes. other fucking... Pizza doesn't exist outside of Buffalo. Disagree. God damn right. Get, disagree. The, damn right. fuck you. mouth, <laughs> Get the
2: fuck
1: Apple's out of here. Indianapolis pizza
0: is great.
4: What? Yeah. What is it? Papa John's? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Domino's? Dude, I, don't I remember like I, went to, I went to Nashville once and dude, it was like it was, like, 11 p.m., all right? So it's, like, not even that late. And I'm, like, oh, man, I really want to order a pizza. Not yeah. only could I not find, like, a local joint, the only shit I could order was Domino's, all right? I was really? in hell. Yes. Dude,
2: my, my sister and I, when we were in Ireland, it was just, like, let's just let's just get a pizza. We can't find anything to eat in oh, their place. Christ, I want to say it was dude. called, like, Irish. five-star pizza or something. It uh, was not five-star. It was, like, fucking, it was the worst thing I've ever <laughs> fucking eaten. Dude,
1: buffalo pizza, dude, a nice bocce pie, nothing like it. There's
0: nothing like it. Bocce Club is
2: great. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So would you say that Bocce is your favorite pizza place?
1: I think so. Um, I don't get it as often because it's kind of far from me. But like if I'm like if I was to like bring my friends from out of town, and I do this often, they're like, I want to get pizza, I bring them to bocce club.
2: Nice. I worked at bocce for a minute. Did it ruin it in for my you or what? Illustrious pizza career. No, bocce was fine, like uh there were a bunch of us like more on the punk side of people that worked at Bocce. Uh like um fucking Pete Fay, um I think Jen Holt worked there. Mm. They're married now. Uh uh fuck. Uh I'm I'm drawing a blank on names, but there's like a whole bunch of like that's pretty cool hardcore punk kids that worked there when I worked there. Yeah. That's a good Um, slice right there. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good time. It was a good Good time. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So yeah, the gems definitely, uh, the Buffalo bills in general. And also, uh, the food is better than your fucking city without a doubt. (laughs) Anyone's fucking city. I, I,
2: I get into arguments all the time that like what they call like finger food Buffalo is the best place. Oh, dude, I get so uh, so obviously
1: pizza logs are just so ingrained in our culture here that like it blows my mind when someone from anywhere else comes here and doesn't know what a fucking pizza log is. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me?
2: And Loganberry. Oh, dude, yeah, get, get out of here, like, dude.
1: I was just explaining the other day. Mighty Taco is like the worst, but the best shit ever. You know, it's
2: the best fucking shit ever. Dude, and Mighty Taco, up. like, it's so like it's so good. And like, I always like stop at Mighty Taco. You know, when, when oh, that, I wasn't vegetarian, I would always go to Jim's steak out and get a chicken bigger sub.
1: Oh, so that's the you best. You know, like,
2: it's like, my you taco, can't touch buffalo.
1: True, my taco, dude, I think it's so funny that, like, the cheese is just one slice of white
2: American cheese. Yes, <laughs> it is. I don't it's even so, know yet. It's, it's, it's so good, it's though. it's melted just right. I perfectly. Tacos, yeah, too.
1: it's perfectly.
2: I worked in all the hot spots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you ever worked at my taco, Chris? Yes. You did?
2: I said that. I said I worked at Mighty Taco. Yeah. What yeah.
0: what era was that?
2: It wasn't very long. Um, it was, I can't think of the year, but I remember it was when Snapcase and Donuts played those shows together.
1: Uh, Donuts, like the band because, from Europe?
2: Yeah. because like the girl singer, and, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all girls. So they all came into, into the Mighty Taco where I worked at, and I had to explain veganism to all the people I worked with. <laughs> and it Dude. wasn't the first time that I had to do that. Mighty taco is impossible meat now. Do they do. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they do. Definitely. But back then you wanted all you wanted a vegan fucking Mighty Taco. It was just some lettuce wrapped up in that fucking ow. <laughs> the beans were questionably vegan. <laughs>
1: questionably <laughs> vegan, that's funny.
2: Awesome. Yeah, fucking Mighty Taco. What a trip. We had a a sponsorship trip. for Mighty Taco. So I might, talk, might talk. about I would even. I would even do a sponsorship from Bocce.
1: Oh <laughs> fuck! Hell yeah! I, I'd be on every fucking week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oops, yeah, I mean, by is Bocci the
1: Bocci and on Bailey's
0: still there. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's one. Yeah, that's the yeah. original one. Yeah, they've got one on Hurdle yeah. now, and I think there's one downtown. Now. There is okay. one downtown. Yeah, and
1: there's also one
2: in like Williamsville now. I think. Really? You. Expanded. Yeah, expanded.
1: Yeah. The other ones are I was just like, just talk about this with like Evan the singer found decoration. Mm-hmm. Um you got to go to the you got to go to the one on Bailey. The rest of them are not yeah. really caught in it. It's it's the one on Bailey you got to.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, You're
1: yeah, really talking talk about Rico. food. Dude, Evan is dude, he is a Buffalo food encyclopedia. Yes. <laughs> when I started like when I, like when I was first seeing my girlfriend, I texted him a million times like she's vegan I'm like where do i bring her where do i bring her wherever he just had an answer like that
0: me and him were outside a show talking about like red bull flavors once so just dude, he's,
1: a, he's a fucking connoisseur of <laughs> buffalo food dude. he do, 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 you, do you know that like buffalo eats instagram page or whatever yeah he's like he's like one of the admins on there <laughs>
2: nice. uh, funny. very cool
0: we yeah, got Evan, Evan on here. We gotta do a food episode of this, this podcast. We do need to do oh, a food
2: yeah. episode because we like a food about, draft, right? Buffalo, food yeah. draft. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo food. draft. ooh, yeah, Buffalo food draft. Oh that'd man, a good one. yeah,
1: like a little bracket. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> who wins? <right? laughs> yeah, what, what's the best Buffalo food restaurant just in general? Yeah, um, we do
0: like yeah, we do a bracket of all the restaurants and who beat who, and we see who top restaurant Buffalo is. Let's yeah,
2: are you, uh, dude? I've been trying. I've been trying to organize a pizza tour, but you guys won't fucking do when it. When You come. I'm
0: fucking
2: in tour. on that dude I'm in Like I 100% want to do a pizza tour And see you as the best pizza
0: When you come We'll do a pizza tour in- well, And Well Snapcase
2: man Bridging the gap I'll, I'll We'll oh, do it, guys, uh, Either a day before or after
0: You're coming up for that yeah
2: Yeah oh yeah
1: Cool It Must just sold, sold out today to I think
2: Yeah 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 It's gonna be great Like it's gonna be a good time And I'm really hoping that uh, Daryl if you're listening That them using the old font Like Galus hey, is gonna do some demo songs
1: I heard this cool story, and I, if Daryl's listening, I, uh, you know, fact check me or not, but a very cool story that when Evan made the flyer, he sent an original draft of the flyer that had Snapcase really big and like at the top of it, and you know, obviously the band's much smaller. And Daryl uh, rejected it and was like, "Make the other bands bigger,"
2: which yeah. I think is I wouldn't be surprised. Cool. Yeah, yeah there not be Surprised at all? He was yeah. like, "Yeah,
1: make make the Snapcase logo smaller, make the other bands bigger." And I'm like, "Man, that's that's really cool."
0: Yeah. that that's my picture on the flyer, so you know. Oh, <laughs> oh it wow, that's. Right. I took the, that picture 25 years ago.
1: Show. It looks yeah. like it looks like a hardcore flyer. It's cool. Yeah. Ducket Duck it made yeah. it. I'm pretty
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's a, cool. great, it's a great flyer. Yeah. It's a great lineup. It's going to be a great show.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Very very excited by that, dude. I fingers crossed our LP maybe will will be out by then. So.
2: Awesome. That'd be great.
0: Very very cool. Very very cool. Mm,
1: kind of like a, a soft record release show for us, maybe.
2: <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, that's a good one to do it at.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely
1: have like a big blowout for this one, but uh, yeah, that'd be like a little little te- test in the waters there. Yeah,
0: that, that that'd be cool. That would be cool. So uh, so here's a question: like, what's what's oh, your favorite Buffalo venue that you've like played or been to?
1: All right, so I think kids my age, the obvious answer everyone says is the funeral home. I'm not going to say that, though. I'm going to say The Firm.
0: Yeah, The Firm (laughs) has a cool vibe, I think.
1: The Firm fucking rocks. I fucking love that place so much. And, like, I think that, like, the small little piece of Buffalo hardcore history we carved, you know, Mm. into The Firm, I think, is uh, very special to me. Very special to me.
0: Yeah, and those shows are awesome because, like— like they're pretty well attended. and Like everyone is like talking to each other at those shows too. It's like yeah, it's, it's awesome. like a good, it's like a good hangout. Those shows. It's, it's always cool always
1: good energy at the
0: firm for sure. Yeah, I agree. It
1: Definitely. continues September twenty third. Wildside combust exhibition at the firm.
0: Man, September. I won't be there because what? I got I'll be out of town,
2: brother. I'll be in Minneapolis. He doesn't, he doesn't care about hardcore.
0: <laughs> I'm a <laughs> hey, at least I won't be at a at a Gen Up Kids show. Ooh, that's that's i know that's dude
2: fair. that's fucking fair <laughs> why are you going to the Man. get up kids no one Fuck of our not. one of our
1: one of our co-hosts is. oh i know so is, <laughs> so, is, so is so is scott
2: motherfucker is he
4: yeah Yo, he he...
2: Is no he's cheese. not he's like, gonna he's going like, no, show up at that no show. offense scott but some of your some of his tastes are fucking like what like what and he's gonna show up at that a, show dude, he's he... gonna be at that
0: show
1: uh, he said he's gonna go to both. I'm just busting yeah. his balls. Uh, Scott has the single best taste of music I've ever met, dude. He's put me onto some in he, his like hip hop knowledge will blow your fucking mind.
0: Yeah. It kind of sucks. We're doing a hip hop '90s hip hop episode this Wednesday, but he's out of town.
1: Oh, so. dude, he's the one to have on it, dude. Fuck. Yeah, that, but, that,
2: yeah. I was a little disappointed that he couldn't do when, it.
1: When dude, when we were on like, like when we drive anywhere, we just we went to we went to go see Madball together in like three hours away in Pennsylvania. Dude, every every record he's playing, I'm like typing into my Spotify, shaving.
2: like. <laughs> so what's the top five things he put you on.
1: I'm pretty late to this one, but, uh, the Capone and Noriega, what is it? The war report. That mm-hmm. is, uh, maybe some of the best hip hop I've ever heard in my life.
3: Nice.
1: Um, nice. I, since he showed me and I have listened to it every day.
0: Very cool. Yeah. He's a, he, he's a, he's a hip hop. Like, uh, what do you call it? He's a hip hop. Uh, Kinda I don't sure.
3: know what to call
0: it. <laughs> It's cool though when Terror put like the hip hops up on their on their LP. Yeah, I love that, that cool dude. And there.
1: and their uh, on this fucking the pain of the power like record release tour, they were coming out to like a Jedi Mind Trick song. Oh, cool!
0: Very cool. Nice. We can Terror. We can NB. Scott NB.
1: <laughs> North Buffalo. I <that's
0: laughs> <so funny>. NB. <laughs> Scott North Buffalo.
3: That's fucking funny. <laughs>
0: That's his codename name Scott, from North Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk some hip-hop next week when you guys are on. Yeah, I'd love to.
1: We can get, we can get
0: his hip-hop takes. I this am, uh, be on episode.
1: I do love... I love me some hip-hop, but I cannot hold a candle to him.
0: Yeah. He's pretty deep in. So, yeah, like, no,
2: you know, definitely, definitely. Like the, probably the biggest
0: definitely. Gangstar fan, I know. Yeah. Fuck. Definitely. He loves Gangstar do you do you remember
1: when uh you might not it was very brief they only played like three shows we were having this problem when i like first started booking shows uh no locals to just flat out open like who would open the gig so nick greg and mason did this band and they never recorded a demo but it was called now you're mine based off i remember uh, that yeah uh, uh, off the gangstar song and mason sang for it he was 14
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, we could we could tease that like, you know, next the next episode What does
2: What think I'll about give, hardcore. Yeah,
1: I'll give you my hot gossip.
2: <laughs> well, I mean you can give the hot gossip right now. We're all about that.
1: No, no that's nothing. I uh I'm like uh I'm like not really a hater, man. I uh I love see there's like some obvious things I think are wrong with Buffalo. Like
3: yeah.
1: uh, not all of us get along. You know, there's some uh some dorks for sure, but for the most part I think it fucking rocks. I think it's like as far as hardcore in the nation, it's pretty much, it's a hidden gem. You know, like, like, I think I'm you gotta not... have
0: the dorks though. Like we, like we, there's always dorks in the scene and well, they, 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 they're part of the scene. So it's all good.
1: I'll dude, the dorks who come at me. I'll gladly let you have them. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
2: I think we're defining dorks differently. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: so I'm, I'm being a, a lot nicer than
0: uh, I shouldn't be. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so
0: um, so that's net. That's next time. Next bread episode. That'll next be next time. We'll get yeah. into that. That's <laughs> absolutely. Time. So um, what else? What else we got,
2: Chris? So I mean, I got I got two. Get Which one up. I feel like he kind of answered a bit, but uh, so do you consider yourself a positive person?
1: Absolutely not. No, uh, I just uh, <laughs> when it comes to like. see this is hard how can i say this without making it sound like i have a big head um (laughs) i recognize that i am kind of uh you know a person that maybe some younger people here look up to like uh i am a little bit of like a mainstay i book most of like the shows around here so i don't like i don't want to air out like my shitty negative opinions and like have some kids hear that and like form some other shitty negative opinions you know so uh, I would say I'm definitely not a very positive person, but I don't have a lot of hate to say about uh, hardcore
2: or specifically hardcore in Buffalo. Right. So I I stole a bunch of questions from some random Instagram, and I'm going to hit you with sure. maybe one or two. Uh, and they're a little bit of weird questions, so bear with me.
1: No, I like it. I like weird
2: what's your next level
1: next level? Like, like
2: what, what like, is you're here? What's this? The how do you get there?
1: Like, like band wise or like my life in general,
2: however, however you okay. want to take my it next level.
1: It. I'm currently a student in barber school. My next mm-hmm. level will be to leave my fucking job at the casino that I hate so much and be a full-time barber. That is like my, my life is pretty dope right now. I got some cool band shit going on. I moved back to Buffalo. I the only thing missing is I hate my fucking job. So after that, I will be uh, I'll be
2: fucking sad. But, so are you done with barbering school? No, I got a month left. Okay, and then what? What are the prospects after that? Like I don't uh, know what I don't know what the like the hair scene in Buffalo is so like. It's pretty. It's honestly no, because no, I know it like, can no, no, you truly. laugh, but like There's, here it's, in it's New York, a thing, yeah,
1: the yeah, scene like, is hot. Like, it's
2: yeah, like it's, I mean like the the barbershop I go to is like $24 haircut, but I have another friend who's a barber who's charging triple digits and gets it.
1: Truly, yeah. I mean, it's uh it's pretty similar it's it's dude, honestly, it's pretty similar to hardcore. It is definitely a scene. It's uh a lot of it is like, you know, there's a lot of uh you know, hyping each other up, a lot of like mm-hmm. Boosting each other up, but there's a lot of hating too. It's very gossipy. It's very dr- full of drama. You know, it's uh, it's it's really it, it is a truly a scene. It's hot in Buffalo right now. There are some truly incredible barbers, some world famous barbers in Buffalo as well. Um, so it's that's exciting to live in a city where barbering is you know big like that. Uh, it's also kind of daunting because being a new barber in a like uh, a scene where You know, there are some some true greats. It's kind of scary, but.
2: I mean, everybody starts somewhere, though.
1: Yeah. I do have a shop lined up that I will be working at, but it's like, uh, it's not like I'll be able to just graduate and then quit my job and be a barber. Like, I would be broke, you know, like you got to build a clientele, you know, you got to be cutting a lot of hair. So my life right now is pretty crazy. It's full time school and full time work. So like a lot of 16 hour days, not a lot of free time. It'll be the same, except I'll be cutting hair for money. Like, so it won't right. be as bad, but, but yeah, I would say that's my most immediate level up. Um, my term would be like to maybe open my own barbershop someday. That would be
3: fucking awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. This will be my last question. Cause I think it's an interesting one. And if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Cause like I said, it's some, some weird, more personal shit. Sure. If you could apologize to one person, who would it be, and what are you apologizing for?
3: Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. If I could apologize to one person, hmm. damn! All right, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a little a uh, little sad here,
2: but, uh, <laughs> it happens. A,
1: uh, an old friend of mine, Brad, recently died. Brad played bass in my first band we uh we hadn't spoken years, but uh he passed away recently, and I wish I could apologize to him for some things
2: for sure. Will you bring it down Curvis
3: no, I like, ask, I like that I like that
2: something happens so that we can bring it back up and end it
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah fuck. Uh,
3: who else? I That's like, like a
2: lot of these questions. I think they're great questions, but they're not like they're not like happy. Hey, let's talk about the you know what's the best Madball record? Questions. They're like <laughs> fuck. Like some of them are kind of borderline soul searching questions. I
1: like that, dude. I mean, obviously, I could talk about hardcore for fucking hours, but dude, I like doing interviews where it's not just talking about hardcore. Like, dude. So I'll get hit up for the same Gene interview every fucking day. It's the same thing, like. What's your favorite, what are your five favorite records? You know, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Ask me about, ask me about poker. I like to play poker.
2: Right? <laughs> you
1: know, like yeah. Ask me about comic books. Ask me about my dog, Larry. Oh,
2: dude, we'll talk about fucking comic books for fucking ever.
1: I love uh, it. Yeah. But
2: I, I don't want, I don't want to fucking bum Mark out like that. <laughs> no,
1: nah, this has been, this has been a, a great interview.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, it's been fun.
2: Yeah, it's, totally. been
0: a, it's been a cool it's like even it was a bit it's a bit disjointed, but it's fun. So I'm having a good time. Oh, yeah. It's all about
2: so. the disjointed they're, they're, was,
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like
2: it's I better love that shit. It's yeah. better
1: it's better when it sounds like a more of a conversation than it does an interview. That's how I that's my yeah. opinion.
2: Definitely.
0: Um, so let's say, here's a question. Do you ever see yourself doing a band other than a hardcore band?
1: Dude, in my head, man, I got a hundred different bands, a hundred different ideas.
0: Uh,
1: maybe like, uh, here's the problem that lies with that. I'm not a very good musician, and I can't and I can't sing. So uh, that kind of uh, you know, limits my options. I would love to do, like, a traditional rock and roll band, like, some yeah. Rose Tattoo kind of shit. Like, I think that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I have this, like, whole idea in my head about it, too, that I like, would love to see come to life someday. But uh, yeah. that seems pretty far-fetched. I think uh, I would love um, – you know, like, I've, I'm pretty jealous of Ma- – like, do you, do you know about Mason and Nick's new band uh, – Mason, Mason, Nick and Greg's new band, Deluxe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have Have any of you heard it? I have, only
2: I have. what's been what only what snippets have been on instagram
1: it's so fucking good i'm so jealous i'm not in that shit <laughs> that is uh that is a kind of band i would love to do too. like maybe like a new wave kind of early emo type thing like yeah
0: mhm that's pretty cool yeah
1: do i think it's ever going to happen probably not i'm probably stuck in hardcore forever but
0: it's not you know. being stuck <laughs>
1: it's being real I've been – it's it's a sentence. I've been sentenced. I couldn't leave if I sentence. wanted
2: to.
1: I could, I'm in it forever. You can't, man. Scott fucked my whole life up, man. I could be normal. Maybe went to college and Now you're or
2: watching Game of Thrones shows with them.
1: I know. I know. I know. That's bizarre. My life is weird. I love it, though. I wouldn't – I mean, who knows? Like, not to be corny, you know, everyone says just I have no idea what my life would be without it. It's been, like, the only constant I've had for –
0: I, I feel that way posture. too. Like I like how like stupid normal per- person would I'd be if I never got into the hardcore. Like I'd just be some all yeah.
2: those people I pass in the
0: street who are just like normal. Like Yeah, fuck like, that. yeah
2: I wonder about that a lot myself.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna get goosebumps I, I to twenty one pilots, you know, like, right. not, like yeah, exactly. I don't
2: think my life would be any better.
1: <laughs> no one to, yeah, like the connection that like we have and like all hardcore kids have to this music that we listen to there's nothing yeah. else like it except maybe hip hop, you know, maybe uh, yeah. I think this, this is paraphrasing, but someone, I think it was ice. T said something like hip hop and hardcore are the same thing from a different neighborhood. And I think I, I feel that same way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I see
2: that. Yeah, totally.
1: I, I think, think it was has- always
2: used to say, it was civil. Always used to say that hardcore was a uh, hip hop suburban cousin.
0: Yeah, it kind of is right. Like, well, then hip-hop so, has the ability to get really, so maybe, big,
2: really big. And hardcore maybe, yeah, does not. <laughs> yeah. there's, uh, that's there's not no ceiling. Look at turnstile.
1: But still, here's the thing, though. Obviously, you know, in hardcore standards, obviously, turnstile is the biggest band in the world. You walk down the street, though, and you ask some random people, they're not going to know who
2: turnstile is. That's, that's, that's also true.
1: You ask them who Wu-Tang Clan is, even a fucking a 15-year-old knows who Wu-Tang Clan is.
2: Yeah, but on the other side of that, you ask anybody on the street who Rage Against machines, they'll tell you.
4: Yeah, but... Not okay. not
2: that I consider Rage Against the Machine a hardcore band, but it's definitely a Jason. Sure, sure.
0: Def, deaf, deaf. One of the biggest bands in the world. I
1: like to think that maybe if I didn't get into hardcore, I would be heavily into hip-hop. So, that's my, like, best-case scenario.
0: I had a hip-hop phase when I was younger.
1: Yeah? <laughs> I wish I would've.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you still can. Like, nah, you're always growing.
1: You dude, imagine imagine my goofy ass rapping.
0: That would be funny. There you go. You can rap. <laughs> That'd be
4: funny.
2: Yeah, there you go. It's
0: all about spitting, man. You can do yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, would,
1: I would die, dude. That's, I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very cool.
2: A little bit. I got, I got called out for not bringing this up on the last time we interviewed you. Is uh, another relative of yours?
1: Oh boy, here we go, I told you.
2: <laughs> dude. Yeah. All
0: right. So, all right. Tell us, uh, tell us about Mr. Bobbitt, man.
1: Okay. Well,
3: <laughs>
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing, too.
1: <laughs> He's a rather polarizing figure, too. So, but I will tell you. So. The story of my Uncle Johnny, for those who don't know, Google John Wayne Bobbitt. (laughs) Mike's in the room laughing. (laughs) The story of my Uncle Johnny leads directly to my birth. Okay? So (laughs) what happened to my Uncle Johnny is directly responsible for my birth. So all these people who have a problem with me blame my Uncle Johnny. Or blame the woman. So your
2: Uncle Johnny's penis gets cut off and it lands in your mom? Like what's going on?
1: (laughs) No. I'll explain it. it.
2: Same Um, with the episode. All right.
0: So my Uncle
1: Johnny, you know, gets his dick cut off by his wife. He becomes incredibly famous for it incredibly famous i'm like he's on he's friends with howard stern he's going on tv shows and shit all this makes nice. what was at the time for a long time actually the highest grossing porn of all time i don't know if anyone knows that dude it's called <laughs> it, it, this is not a joke it's called franken penis yeah <laughs> yeah. It, it was is. for a long time <laughs> called and then there's another one too called uh <laughs> john wayne baba uncut
3: <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> but uh so yeah for a while it was like the highest gross point of all time but you know whatever my uh my uncle johnny gets super famous you know it, it, for a while it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to him which is funny saying it to a group of dudes <laughs> <laughs> so my, you know he gets all his fame he, he moves to las vegas and my dad starts becoming almost like his manager so my dad moves to vegas with him they're going to like the Playboy Mansion. Obviously, he's big in porn. Like, they're living an insane bachelor life, you know, nuts, just like some true Wolf of Wall Street shit. And uh, <laughs> my uncle Johnny, like I said, is doing porn and they're often going to porn shoots. And my father happens to meet my mother at one of these shoots.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she was
2: just holding a boom mic, I imagine. <laughs> uh, I could've wish been, that was she could have been a makeup person. She could have been like, I will. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll let everyone uh decide what to think she was doing. <laughs> but <laughs> my father did meet her there, and that is what led to me.
2: Wow. Hmm. So when do we get your Uncle Johnny on the podcast?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, tell you a really,
2: I'll
1: tell you a really funny story. So Clear Focus did like our first full US and we're playing Las Vegas. And I hadn't seen my Uncle Johnny in, in years. He, he kind of was like, for a long time, he was going back and forth from Vegas and Niagara Falls. That's where we're from. I, I live in Niagara Falls. So um, my Uncle Johnny actually, so I should say this. He actually, so he made a ton of money off of all of the fame and all that stuff, but he had a bad deal with his lawyers or or like uh, some kind of agent or something, some kind of bad deal and was screwed out of a lot of money and and went broke. So he moves back to the falls, whatever, he's living a normal ass life. Then he gets in this really bad car accident, breaks his fucking neck, his neck and back and like gets an insane settlement and is rich again. So in like his late late forties. So of course he does the most uncle Johnny should ever moves back to Vegas. So I don't see him for years, whatever. Uh, clear focus is touring and we go to Vegas and my dad hits me up and he's like, Hey, you should hit up uncle Johnny to see if, uh, you can stay with him. And I'm like, all right, sure. Whatever. You know, I hit up uncle Johnny and he's like, Oh, Hey, I, sorry. I'm just, uh, I'm in the hospital. I, uh, you know, I broke my foot I'm uh, being discharged today, though. So if you actually want to come to the hospital, they pick me up. I can take you back to my house. You can stay at my house for a couple of days. Well, you know, I'll feed you all this, whatever. So it's dope. It's cool. You know, he's got, I heard he's got a big, nice house. We hadn't, like, we just played, like, 10 shows straight, and it was, like, July, so we were disgusting. So we show up to the hospital, and I go to, like, ask for my Uncle Johnny's room, and he's in, like, the infectious ward unit. Like, to go visit him, I had to put on, like, a full body like scrubs and like a mask and shit and pretty COVID. So it was, it was weird to do this.
3: <laughs> so uh,
1: I go in there and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? So it turns out <laughs> my uncle Johnny broke his foot. Cause he was in like the mountains of Colorado searching for buried treasure.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <I> <laughs> <laughs> he was like searching for buried treasure up in the mountains of Colorado and he, like, fell down a cliff, broke his leg, and had to be, like, mercy-flighted out of there. that had to, like, rescue him out of there. And keep in mind, wow. no one in my fucking family knows this until it happened. <laughs> so, like, he, he just had this, like, insane life where he was searching for this, like, super famous buried treasure in Colorado. Wow.
2: D.B. Cooper shit? Yeah, I was going to say, was it was a D.B. Cooper?
1: No, but I don't know exactly what it is, but it is a popular thing. So yeah, it turns out, heard about it, too. Dude, turns yeah, out it Google was real. Shit. Turns out it was real, and someone found it.
2: Yeah, mm. there was like some crazy, like a uh, like a scavenger hunt almost. He gave you like a bunch of clues, and yeah. then, like you had to like figure
0: out the clues to figure out where where the treasure was.
1: Yeah, it was like two million dollars in gold or something like that. Was, of yeah, course, yeah. Derek
0: knows all about this, given his favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
1: so yeah, so like I'm in the fucking hospital, and they tell me all this, and they're like, he's got the in like, terrible, terrible infection in his foot. It's like at serious risk of losing his foot like it was a real big deal like he was like leaving the hospital against the doctor's wishes. So this uh, doctor is like dropping all this shit on me my Uncle Johnny's out there he's a, he, he's out there like to say the least. So uh, the doctor's telling me all this as if I'm gonna be like his living caretaker like <laughs> telling me like, I'm like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, dude, I don't live here. I haven't seen him in fucking five years and I'm leaving tomorrow. So, but nevertheless, we uh, (laughs) we take him home. We take him home and they like, they assign him like a a nurse to come to his house every day. Like he shouldn't be walking at all. He should have been like completely bedridden, like just Immobile. His shit was bad. They, they were going to cut his fucking foot off. This dude <laughs> is as soon as we get in the house, he's like walking all over the place, and just like, oh Christ! I, I'm skipping a pretty funny part, but it's kind of. I mean, let's out.
2: let's be real. Compared to your dick, what's a foot?
1: <laughs> sure, I guess you're right. Well, here's the thing: you get he got his dick cut off. If that fucker still works, they they put it back on. You get your foot cut off, you're fucked.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm listening so, yeah. out
1: of, I'm missing out a very funny part. So by the time we get him in the van, obviously, you know, Nick, Greg, everyone knows who my Uncle Johnny is. Like everyone who knows me usually knows about Uncle Johnny. So uh my Uncle Johnny starts saying this weird shit. He starts going, when we get back, I'll show you guys my pipe. And we're like, <laughs> and he's saying it, he's saying it kind of weird. Like saying it like, yo, when we get back, I'll show you guys my dick. I know you want to see it. He keeps saying it, saying it kind of strange. He keeps, and I'm like, oh my God, don't, no one wants to see your pipe, dude. Don't show no one your pipe. And he's being so cryptic that everyone believed they were talking, he was talking about his fucking dick. So we get into the house, he rolls in with his fucking wheelchair and he walks up, I mean not walk, he rolls up to his fucking uh, living room coffee table and he has just got like Pounds upon pounds of marijuana on the table, which was completely insane for my uncle Johnny. So like sometime like he left Niagara Falls and went back to Vegas. He took up smoking weed. He had like a comic, like like pineapple express and tong <laughs> amount of fucking weed on his table. But he, he disappears for a second, comes out of his room and comes back with like a foot long, like native American pipe. Like that he uses to smoke weed, like fucking Gandalf. Like and that's what he was talking about this whole time was this fucking weed pipe. <laughs> it was truly like the funniest, like probably the funniest 24 hours of my life.
2: How disappointed. Like, like, was so I'm great. sure that all of you, I was always I saying I'm sure that all of you were like, oh man, oh, I'm glad it's that pipe. But which oh, one of you was secretly hoping to see the scars?
1: Oh, all of us. All of us. Even yeah. I've never even seen it. I've never even seen it. I mean, obviously, that's my uncle. Of course, I've never seen my uncle Dick.
2: <laughs> yeah, that gets into a whole weird area that you might need therapy for. <laughs> dude,
1: I, yeah, that is this. Uh, it was a really funny, funny time. And my dude, anytime like that story gets brought up, probably once a month, my friends are always
3: bringing it up. <laughs> Seeing my uncle Johnny's pipe.